Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing well, trying to catch up and seeing what Tucker's doing this morning. He might be playing golf or something like that. (laughs) But he doesn't look like the one that's going to be sitting around. He hasn't been, but... uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about him. He hasn't gone away. He's not out of the media. He's in the media more than ever. And a lot of people today, after that sudden announcement yesterday that caught us on the, yeah. about two minutes before the opening of our program. But today, everybody's talking about what does it mean? Why did he get fired? Was he really fired? What's he going to do? And some people, maybe he's going to run for president. And under the circumstances, if he ran for president today, he'd probably do do pretty well. At least it would get out a lot of conservatives and uh, and independents, uh, independent-minded people. But he also uh, he also got a, t- a type of, uh, uh, of endorsement from Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy liked this just because uh, he wants independent thinking. He doesn't want people to be rolling over. And who knows? That might have been the number one reason why Tucker got put out. He was too independent. And he did have some super programs on, and that uh, his position, uh, you know, on the various issues was the main reason. I could see where Robert Kennedy would be sympathetic with that when you think about his family and the history in the 1960s, because uh, the Kennedys and others stood firm on the issue of uh, anti-war in Vietnam, and uh, of course. uh, Tucker's uh, position is not exactly with us on it, but he was willing to speak out, uh, you know, and be in, independent-minded and yeah. doing his best. That's one thing. People think that if you don't go along with it, then then you have to take another stand and you're absolutely closed-minded on everything. But no, uh, uh, Tucker did have a different position, but he did some good exposure. And I would think that he contributed a lot of good uh, with the debate uh, or the shot outing an argument over COVID. Yeah. So that, that was the thing. But anyway, I think uh, the discussion about uh, Tucker is going to go on for a while. It's not going to have an announcement tomorrow. It's over now, folks. We're not going to be talking about it. One little thing that I had, and I don't, I don't, I don't put much uh, credence to this, this, this little item that I have, is, you know, I'm always looking for distraction. Foreign policies, there's always a distraction. Why are they doing this? To in order to do this when you're when you're not looking at it, but uh, you know the the biggest thing in this last week or two is the breaking news and the exposure of uh, Hunter Biden. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I never expected that to happen. But all of a sudden, at least uh, T- Tucker was able to erase all that negative stuff coming out. But the reason that theory probably won't hold much water is because I think the it's been broken, the story. I think too many people now have maybe are leaning toward changing their mind and say, hey, we might have, some of the media have done that yeah, too. So yeah. so that that's a sign that that means that uh, truth may be breaking out on that issue. And the fascinating thing, I mean, caught everyone by surprise. I remember yesterday, we we're just ready to start the show, and you ran into the <laughs> studio saying, did you hear about Tucker? I mean, that's probably America, you know, the entire country at the time. Taken by surprise, I think when he finished the show on Friday, he finished it by saying, that's all, folks, I'll see you on Monday. And apparently on Monday morning, he, they were you know, starting to do the show. Nobody knew what was happening. And so, of course, that has spawned a lot of theories, and we like theories. Why did he have to go? You know, was it 
which may maybe something that, that we believe, was it because he was so um, open to having so many Democrats? Our friend Green, Glenn Greenwald was all the, on, on all the time. Jimmy Dore was on. RFK was on. He wasn't, you know, where you plug your brain into your R or D channel and that's all you get. You know, he was uh, open to a lot of different ideas. That may have been it. And that's why, in fact, someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone tweeted yesterday that more registered Democrats watch Tucker's show than watch the entire CNN network, you know, and because, you know, everyone says, well, Tucker was so divisive, and this is what the person, I don't forget, forget who it was on Twitter. Everyone says, oh, Tucker was so divisive. He, he pulled in more Democrat watchers, viewers than all of CNN. So it couldn't have been that. We both looked at an article written by Michael Snyder for the end of the American Dream blog, and we caught it on Zero Hedge, but he's got five theories of why he might have been fired. The first one, the Dominion lawsuit, I don't know a ton about that, but apparently a big payout, that could have been it. The other one is Big Pharma, and actually let's put on that first clip because this is the article we're talking about um, from Michael Snyder. Five theories that are swirling the internet about why Fox News fired Tucker Carlson. We can actually um, skip ahead to the next one. The New York Times has its theory, uh, but here's what RFK said, Dr. Paul, since you opened with talking about him. And this is a very interesting theory, and this is uh, Snyder's number two theory, is Big Pharma. RFK tweeted out uh, yesterday, Fox fires Tucker Carlson five days after he crosses the red line by acknowledging that the TV networks pushed a deadly and ineffective vaccine to please their pharma advertisers. Carlson's breathtakingly courageous April 19th monologue blew t broke TV's two biggest rules. Tucker told the truth about how greedy Pharma advertisers controlled TV news content, and he lambasted obsequious newscasters for promoting jabs they knew to be lethal and worthless. For many years, Tucker's had the nation's biggest audience, averaging 3.5 million, 10 times the size of CNN. Fox just demonstrated the terrifying power of Big Pharma. What do you make of RFK's Boy, theory? But the amazing thing is that Fox was making a lot of money off this, so there's other motivations too. But you know, I think what uh, what Tucker was into in, in the general sense was the attack on corporatism. The uh, corporatism that uh, existed in pharma was part of it, and I think that's why uh, Robert Kennedy would have been so supportive, you know, of the uh, uh, of Tucker what he was doing. But on January, the, the same principle on January 6th, that was another item that was brought up in this article. January 6th, this is a, this is a big deal because I think that's so high on the agenda for the Democrats. Yeah. I, I listened to some of the Democrats that lean toward trying to be fair-minded, but they are absolutely determined that you can't drop the word insurrection. Everything yeah. depends on that. They have put so much energy into this. And even if you just ask a question, so they they really detested, you know, the exposure that Tucker was giving to what was really going on. You know, when he released some of those films and all, and uh, and, and they, they had to live with that lie because that's the only, only thing they had to lead into why the Republicans are so radical and evil and ready to take over. But uh, <laughs> like the election, on, on the details of the elections and what was going on with with the briefcase and all and the lion they yeah. did now that that doesn't even deserve any attention but it looks like the people may be waking up on it 
Yeah, I think that could be a good point because Tucker was very good on the insurrection of January 6th. He got the videos. He, he showed the videos. Uh, he demonstrated very, very clearly that it was not what the Democrats were saying. But that's their narrative. That's all they have. They, are they going to run on jobs? Are they going to run on more freedom? Are they going to run on no wars? No. The only thing they have, and actually when we talk about the election later, I'll show you, you probably have seen it, but uh, Biden's announcement. It's all about the evil Republicans. So that's all they have. So absent that narrative, and Tucker did more than anyone in America, I think, to blow that narrative apart. The problem is now there was a real insurrection. You wrote about it this week too, but it was Blinken and Sullivan <laughs> colluding with the CIA to, to, uh, to make sure that Biden gets back in office. That was a real insurrection, but it was a white collar insurrection. It wasn't these, these truck drivers and people with buffalo heads on, you know, it was very neat and yeah. orderly, but that may have been it. That may have been, that may have been his undoing, you know. Well, why don't we go to the rest of those five there, the Dominion. You mentioned the yeah. Dominion, has been, and I think that's fuzzy. I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think that was the main reason. But it does introduce the notion of uh, how the company is run. And they, they consider this so different because it isn't just money or they wouldn't fire Tucker. Yeah. And, and it's unique. And then the sons are in there and, and uh, what is it, uh, Lachlan? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, who, who now looks like he's the boss, but I doubt if he does much with uh, his dad yeah. knowing what was going on. <laughs> and uh, that, that is, uh, uh, you know, interesting because that company was being run differently and maybe the uh, bottom line wasn't the whole thing. But if it could easily be when you lose a, a case, it's what's three, three quarters of a billion dollars? That's, 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 yeah. It's not chicken feed. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, it was run differently, but I, I don't know how relevant that is now. They did it. It's their company, and they, they, we want to understand it. But I don't think uh, I, I don't think that gives us all the answer. I I I would uh, my my gut feeling is that it had more to do with a, a bigger part of the deep state saying this guy's taking on that that pharma yeah it's taking on the military industrial complex it's taking on the medical industrial complex i mean all of these things this is this is big time and the foreign policy uh i think that would be as uh, even though he's not quite there with us and all all the foreign policy and things but he was you know when when, when we talk about the war yeah. you know and right now we're going to talk a minute about where they look like they they need a backup in yeah, case, in backup case the war, war ends in <laughs> ukraine we happen to have another one to yeah. go to so. Well, the other one, the other, the, I think the last one that we that he, that Snyder wrote about is running for president. He <laughs> he's qu actually wanted to leave himself because he wants to run in 2024. And I agree with Snyder. He says people talk about this, but I really don't think this is the reason. And I think that's right. A, it's it's too late. Um, he hasn't run for office before. Now, someone tweeted back to me saying maybe he's going to run for Congress. I said that'd be a disaster because he's got the biggest perch in the entire country. Why would he be just a member of Congress, yeah. one of 435 with no say? So political ambitions, I don't know, it's a possibility. What do you think? Uh, I, don't th I don't think he's going to run. And, well. uh, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, and I think your points are right because he becomes uh, a smaller person and a big, you know, a smaller fish in, a, in the ocean up, up there. He's king. He's, yeah. he's a kingpin. <clears throat> but right now, even the people who become jealous, just like, just like Trump, yeah. everybody, I guess, in politics, they can find something that they can build up or they lie about it. So once Trump had a success, they had to destroy him 
uh, and it was mainly because I think they became jealous of him, and uh, so they they have to do it, and it turns into hatred. So right now, I can see that. Uh, People are worried. What is he going to do? Because yeah. he has a he, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. So he has a lot a lot of options, and I think that's why they're talking about it. And I think there'll be more and more uh, things going on which will try to change his image because his image was only only put out there by libertarians and conservatives, yeah. and, it, and the, the far left wasn't trying to crucify him. Yeah. But I think there's going to be more of that. It does make you wonder what's the future of cable news because, you know, with, with, with Tucker gone, I mean, most people went to, there was a joke around the only reason Hannity had anyone watching his show is that people who put on Tucker and just forgot to turn the TV off, you know, <laughs> that may be the case, but you have to wonder what is the future of cable news now, especially with the rise of, of platforms like Rumble and Substack where people are striking out on their own. Now we notice, I know you watch the stocks a lot more closely than I do, but they lost a billion dollars yesterday. Fox did when they yeah. when they got rid of Tucker. So uh, you, know, you know who knows? People are going to speak. The one thing that I saw that's funny, and I hadn't I didn't talk to you about this before, but someone and I forget who it was again made the point because you know CNN is in the tank. You know they got rid of even he had to get rid of Don Lemon. The guys <laughs> the guys well whatever. So the funny theory is that maybe CNN will pick up Tucker <laughs> and he'll resurrect the network and put it back on top. That would be funny to see. <laughs> Funny. And if money was the only issue, he said, oh, I will, I'll show this guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll show that Fox program. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, would be funny. <laughs> yeah, let's, before, let's do one last thing on this, Tucker, because I think Glenn Greenwald, who has been on the show a lot, he was great on Tucker, um, a progressive with an open mind, and I would say Tucker is a conservative with an open mind. Here's what Tucker tweeted out yesterday, and it's a very good point. There are few people in the media who have their own independent following loyal to them. Tucker is one of them. If he goes to an independent flat platform, his audience will be even bigger and his voice more influential. Fox needed Tucker way more than Tucker needed Fox. Yeah. Interesting. That's right. So this is one thing. We have a lot of complaints on how social media works and how biased the mainstream media is. But, you know, there's a certain amount of liberty that you need where you can speak out. That's why I always say you have to have the First Amendment so you can compete. But that, but it's also the reason why they're attacking people and arresting people and punishing people and people have become more cautious. But uh, I, I think as long as you have that that tool of being able to speak out, you can. You, you get... And we get frustrated at times. You know, our audience is small and they don't care, you know, and there's, there's too much apathy. But uh, that's, that's the activity in a libertarian approach. You have to be willing to persuade people. You can't resort. Now, Jefferson, Jefferson probably would lean toward using force a little bit sooner than yeah. I did. He says, when it gets corrupt, it's the only thing you can do is get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, of course, uh, Jefferson contributed a lot in the philosophic uh, approach to it, too. But, you, you know, it was amazing how the founders were, uh, you know, sort of pessimistic. You know, this is a this is good thing we're doing, but will it last? And, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, they don't have to sit around and watch what we did to it. And we as, that doesn't include you and me. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we move on, I do want to mention our show sponsor. They help us. Uh, be able to put this show on, so we appreciate them, and that's American Financing. Uh, it's a great company. They've been endorsed by Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh. 
Uh, they've been around for 20 years. It's a family-owned company. They have a license in all 50 states. Check out their Google reviews if you're wondering how much they please their customers. They treat people as people, not as an account or an account number. Their consultants are salary-based, not commission-based, which means they have all the incentive in the world to put you into a loan that makes sense for you. Their mission is to save you money. They don't ask for upfront fees. There's no obligation. So if you're a homeowner with looking to help with your monthly bills, American Financing's Cash Out Refinance can help. You can become even debt-free. So call their salary-based mortgage consultants today and get on your road to financial freedom. Tell them the Ron Paul Liberty Report sent you. Call 888-976-5555. That's 888-976-5555. Or simply go to the link that I will include in the description of the show when we're done. So thanks a lot to American Financing. Now, Dr. Paul, the next one, you hinted a little bit about this, and that is Sudan. And I don't think either of us is prepared to take on the complexities of what's happening there. I did a shallow dive, not a deep dive, but I think we can make some observations and put on that next, um, that next clip because this is, I think, what first got our attention. And this is from our good friend Dave DeCamp at Anti-War. U.S. ships and drones positioned near Sudan to help fleeing U.S. citizens. I don't know about you, Dr. Paul, but when they say we're going to bring some warships to help, I start getting a little bit nervous. You know, special forces, I think, have been moved in there. Yeah. CIA, probably, they're the biggest cheerleaders and the first ones on, on, on board to go into these. But no, this, and it, you know, we, we complain because we don't think people know about exactly where Ukraine is located and what we're doing there. Yeah. But this is even more remote, except for the fact, guess what? There's a lot of American dollars there yep. investment. By China, yeah, the Chinese got our dollars because yeah, yeah. we we uh, even under the today's circumstances with all the sanctions and everything, we still end up you know buying stuff from China and they and they it just it begalls me to think that uh, that they're almost falling into the trap of being coming capitalists you know taking their money instead of buying bombs they buy their own they, yeah. they want to defend their country but we're we're the big uh, we're the big guys in a, in all the weaponry we sell and, and so we're over there now yeah we're in we're, we're, how much are we going to invest so far how much have we invested so far yeah so and compare that to how much has uh, china invested in mining yeah. <laughs> or oil or something like that and uh, in these last few years, they have sort of uh, spread their wings, and uh, people, people instead of looking to, well, could we have caused any trouble? Like, couldn't it have ever been such a thing? This crazy idea about blowback and yeah. the things that they're, they're, it's blowing back now on our dollar. Yeah. You know, because because uh, you, you know we we have not been frugal in that sense. We go over and uh, think we can tell them what to do, but we're prepared. I keep thinking. Uh, you always have to be prepared. Well, Ukraine, you know, there's been these hints, we reported on it, about uh, Ukraine. Ukraine might have to admit that they can't win the war and they can't, you know, go back and chase uh, Russia away. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, NATO, that NATO didn't uh, fulfill their promises. So now they, well, you know, are uh, looking for something just in case. Uh, so 
but but it, it's just it's just so to me it becomes bewildering. Why do they do this? Then yeah. I answer my own question, and I, I think of stupidity. I think of philosophy, and I think about long-term plans to get a lot of activity in the military-industrial complex, and also chaos brings changes, and some people want to change in a direction directly opposite of what we would like. Yeah. Well, I've been following Sudan, and not extremely closely, but since I worked for you on Capitol Hill, because you remember back then that the big thing was free Darfur, free Darfur, we've got to save these people, because, uh, uh, because Sudan was governed by a president that didn't bow down to the U.S., uh, Bashir his name was. Interestingly enough, he just broke out of prison. Um, but so what the U.S. did uh, with some allies is it basically cut Sudan apart and created South Sudan. That's the one that had all the oil, and we put our guy in there. So that's what happened then. So I was watching that way back then. Uh, you know, one of my conspiracy theories is that if, as you suggested earlier on, uh, we already know that the administration is not expecting the, ex the Ukraine counteroffensive to be the, all that effective. If that happens and the U.S. realizes we bit off more than we can chew, Maybe a nice little war in Sudan might, you know, appease, you know, take people's attention away. But I do want to put, put this up, and this is making the rounds on Twitter. I can't vouch for all, these, for all these dates, I have to admit, but I do find it fascinating if you follow the timeline of U.S. interventionism, uh, there's something that's going to ring true to you. So August 24th, 2022, U.S. ambassador appointed to Sudan for the first time in 25 years, 25-year lapse. Then in September the next month, U.S. Ambassador warns Sudan against finalizing Russian naval base deal. Move up to November 11, 2022. <coughs> Blinken urges Sudan to consider U.S. For support for the rapid formation of a civilian-led transitional government. So already trying to change the government there. December 6, December 5, 2022. U.N. brokers a framework agreement between Sudan's military leaders and leading pro-democracy parties. December 7th, 2022, Blinken threatens travel ban for Sudanese who endanger the framework agreement deal. February 12th, 2023, Sudan confirms deal for Russian naval base. Key players, Lavrov and Burnham. February 16th, 2023, Biden administration sends $288 million in humanitarian aid to Sudan. The next month, March 9th of this year, this is the one that's going to get you, Dr. Paul, Victoria Newland visits Sudan to, quote, discuss democracy. That's just last month. Then March 9th, a conflict escalates between Sudanese armed forces under ben, uh, General Burnin and paramilitary group RSF under Degalo. That's April 8th. April 22nd, a couple of days ago, U.S. evacuates Sudan. Everywhere Victoria Newland goes, chaos follows. So I just wonder what's going on here. You sign a deal for the Russians to build a naval base, your government gets overthrown. I wonder if Pelosi went with her on that trip <laughs> oh, no, yeah. their secret weapon <laughs> yeah. to smooth things out oh, my gosh. for the American people, <laughs> always improving on our freedoms. So, yeah. yeah, that's... Uh, that's a, I guess what what the conclusion is is we'll probably hear more about Sudan. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we always have to be prepared. We don't we don't want to have our military sitting around <laughs> not doing anything. That's right. Of course, uh, 
a lot of them are doing stuff, but uh, <laughs> they're not doing the right things. Yeah. A lot of disappointment about the uh, readiness of our of our military. Not that we uh, want to have an aggressive military, but we do want one that functions yeah. properly. <laughs> Matter of fact, one uh, that can do their job and act with restraint and compassion and a little bit of common sense is, is what the military should be all about rather than protecting oil. If yeah. you're in there, you already mentioned Oh, Sudan has a little bit of oil. Yeah. It's sort of just like the division of, of uh, Syria. Syria, yeah. We've got to go for the oil. There's a little oil in the Middle East. Yeah, too, there was a touch of it, yeah. Well, before we finish up, we do want to comment a little bit on the big announcement. President Biden, he's going to run again. He's raring to go, apparently. And I had a couple of clips I wanted to play, Dr. Paul. The first one is Biden's announcement. I'm just going to play the beginning of it because, as I hinted early on, this says a lot about where he's going to go. Look at the images that he starts with, if we can play that first. Here's Biden's announcement. Now, he didn't do it live. He just made a video. <laughs> Maybe it's a TikTok. Freedom, personal freedom, is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be. Fight for our democracy. So I just thought those images, to protect early our images rights, were to make sure that January 6th, tear gas. This, you know, it's an you interesting. Know, when he says these nice words, it it just really turns me off. It <laughs> makes me want to ever say those same yeah, words again. Yeah. But you know what I learned, and I hope that this is very positive, is that an audience, if you, because somebody did, told me once. Joe Biden I was, is I said was to amazed nobody's at that because ever, in the debates, every once in a while, the issue the Constitution came up. And, uh, and afterwards, uh, some young people came up to me, and they were very supportive. And I said, why are you supportive? Because we like what you're saying about the Constitution. I said, yeah, but so-and-so was next to me. He followed up. He said the same thing. Yeah. And, and the kids said, yeah, but we didn't believe them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's what happened. Yeah. So there is, I think that is a common trait. I think, I think people see through it, and almost always, you don't even have to have much explanation. You don't have to listen too long. Oh, I'm a politician from Washington, yeah, you know. I'm here to help. And all of a sudden, you're, you're on the defensive on what you do. But you do have, you do, <clears throat> but it, it's good because if you get a Thomas Massey, uh, oh, you yeah. know, talking, all of a sudden, you know, He's leveling with it. You don't have to worry about yeah. one bit. It doesn't mean he has a perfect answers. It means that he is not going to deliberately lie to you. Yeah, <laughs> not talk about talking points. Yeah. Well, I also want to put on Trump's reaction to it because it does make me think. <clears throat> I was kind of, I, I liked when Trump ran against Hillary because I think it was just funny. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, we were very critical of Trump, but that was a fun. I think this is, might be a, a precursor to a funny campaign. Here, let's put on Trump. I forget how many seconds I wanted to play this, but let's listen to uh, Trump's reaction to the imminent announcement from, from uh, Biden of a re-election. Joe Biden is said to be on the verge of declaring tomorrow, maybe. Uh, do you think that's really going to happen? And if it does, in your gut, do you think he's actually going to be the nominee of the Democrat Party? It seems hard to believe, and I'm not speaking from any standpoint other than I watch him like everybody else watches him. And it certainly seems hard to believe. It seemed hard to believe four years ago, but he was in the basement. And now they're actually doing a tape 
of the announcement. He's not going to make the announcement. You know, normally you get up and you say, hey, I'm running and uh, wish me luck, everybody. But he uh, he's doing a tape. This way he can do it four or five times so he gets it right. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think a thing like that's ever been done to put it on tape. But uh, <laughs> it would seem to me uh, that way he gets to do it four or five times. To get he, it right. You know, he did that so differently. He was much more sincere. He wasn't bombastic, but he was stating something very factual, yeah, you yeah. know. And uh, no, I thought uh, he needs more of the tone yeah, that he used yeah, there yeah. because he says the same thing. But if you if you get to the there's a, people get tired of it, especially the ones that you're trying that are on the margin. I mean, the hardcore, they like it and yeah. like to hear it. But the people who are on the margin want to look at him. I think uh, he sounds like a reasonable person. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so. And a little <laughs> funny, too. You have to have some humor in the whole thing. So, yeah, so. Well, anyway, I'm just going to close again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it as often as necessary to remind you to get your tickets to the Ron Paul Institute's June 3rd conference in Houston. Houston is nice in June. Uh, you can make a weekend of it. Uh, go to ronpaulinstitute.org, and you'll see on the upper right-hand corner, I had a fellow call me yesterday from, I think, Las Vegas. Really nice guy. We talked a little bit, and he wants to go. So I will also put the uh, link in the description of today's show. Check it out. See if it's something you're interested in. We always have a great time. We love getting together. We've got to be among like-minded people, I think. You know, it recharges our batteries. So over to you, Dr. Paul. Very good. And, and I want to thank all our viewers today, as I do on every visit we have with our program, for visiting with us. And I invite you to come back again. And we certainly want to have you come, if you can, to our uh, meeting on the 3rd. Because uh, I, I believe a lot of people still think that they come and they get energized and they hear good speeches and borderline speeches. And they come and, and they tell me how much they enjoyed it. But they don't realize, especially for myself, I speak for myself, how much benefit we get. Because if uh, I'm doing something I want, and this issue of liberty is, happens to be a favorite subject of mine, and sound money, and uh, you know the Constitution, so if if they if they come to hear it and they feel better, I think it, it's just great. But uh, the crowds make me feel better because they come, and especially because there'll be some new people. Or there'll be somebody that came thousands of miles because they haven't heard about our little program. And, uh, and, and But the young people will come, and uh, the young people that might have been young when the campaign was going on, and they're not so young now, and they started their own program. So First Amendment rights are so key. The right to speak out, the right to present our cause. I believe we can win this because I think the majority are with us now. We just don't have the authoritarianism that uh, keeps the big government going and the welfare system going and the money going on and the deep state controlling banking and the wars and the pharmaceutical industries. They're a minority and we have uh, interest in the majority viewpoint that liberty is much superior to the authoritarian system that we suffer from. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.